Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. No, no, he's going to make us pay for that. We can't start a college football podcast with Rod Stewart's The Motown Song. He has lawyers. Good ones. Uh, That's not our theme music. This is a college football podcast. Why would we play The Motown Song by Rod Stewart if only for the reason that it's a terrible song and it's fun to sing and it blots out thinking about absolutely horrible anything, things anything anything uh um, it's yom kippur the day of atonement uh, man i hope all of our our chosen friends out there are uh getting through their their day of fasting and prayer uh in good order uh and boy do we have some praying and atoning to do over here do we before we enter week three of actually i'm sorry pardon me You're, are you into this every fucking week it's week four I do that every week. You know what I'm going to start doing every week? What? No! How is Spencer always the one behind when I'm the one who's in on an alternate uh, timeline based on last week's recording? I will answer that question 15 seconds from now. See, see, listeners, right now you're like, oh God. They're, so Jason, they're, they're still not synced on. up. Now we're just fucking with you. Can, all right, let's... <laughs> Can we talk about the last 48 hours briefly? Oh, Jesus. Okay, Can so... Can we talk about these powers that we keep saying we didn't ask for? Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna give the brief rundown. Holly made us talk about Toad. No, you guys started talking about video games, which you always do, and I'm never included in that conversation, and the one time... So Holly started talking about Toad. Right. You actually, mm-hmm. I feel like we should just get Holly to play a lot of Half-Life. It's just like beating shit up with a crowbar. That's way you. 
That's LARPing for me. Fair. <laughs> That's Thursday. Half-Life is a Holly LARP. As soon as we do that, pres- the president's dick starts beating nope, 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 people nope, with nope, a crowbar. Holly Stardust started us talking about sexuality in the Mario universe. About Mario being a cuck. This took a turn and included Toad in some small way. And it also... Not spent- that small. No, no, not that small. No. No, in a meaningful and effectively used way. A lot of girth to him. And then Spencer, just because I know nobody's sick of hearing it. What is the what is uh what is Toad made of? of yeah, this from is the really shoulders Spencer's up. Fault, let's be from the shoulders up. Remember, he's pantaloons, a short vest, and then from the shoulders up, it's all hat meat. It's just hat, hat meat. meat. Okay, like he's easily <laughs> his it's hat meat. <laughs> So that's what happened as we recorded. Another thing happened as Which, we recorded. Which, to be clear, was on Sunday. Yes. The Sunday Lord's evening. Day. Another thing happened as we recorded. Jason's audio got super fucked up. He became unstuck from space and time. In a way that... And Spencer and Holly can vouch for this. It what, That's not what was happening as we were recording. He had a brief moment where he went out, but after that it was normal. Am I wrong? No. Also, Spencer and I were recording without a mic, which made it even worse on our end than it usually is, because instead of both of us shouting into the same mic, it was both of us just shouting into a laptop. Right. Yeah. It was a bad it was a bad night. But all of that all of that combined why, why didn't we have a mic? Because uh, I forgot it. Cool. So 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 then we released I released this uh terrible episode that you. had this huge audio back third that was nightmarish and unknown to me and not even an error i was aware we could cause we uploaded it everybody was like jesus christ you made the live show sound like fucking mozart and then i released the episode into the universe everybody is in in the shutdown full cast mentions talking about how trash and garbage it is even more so than our usual trash garbage and i go back to try and fix it and i think in retrospect, I was ignoring a warning from the universe. The universe did not want this episode to exist because we have cursed monkey paw powers. Because we talked about Mario and sexuality. Look what happened. Look what happened the day after we published the episode. Specifically Toad. Specifically to- like Sp- Specifically penile-wise. I am, yeah. I am scared of what happens. Like, is anything we speak into existence now going to apply to the president's junk? This is not the first time this has this? happened. I mean, we say all the time, everything we say on here is either a truth or a truth about to occur. And folks, we've just tested the limits of our powers. I think the I, the lesson of this is when I forget the microphone and Jason's not tracked correctly, we are capable of tearing the very fabric of space and time apart. Yes, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. Yeah, that's <laughs> we did it for the Lord. <laughs> on a week is, when George, wait, on a week when George goes to Mizzou, by to- the way, is Toad Christian? Note. Does Toad ascribe to a, a Judeo-Christian set of beliefs? Uh, his he, his vest looks kind of it's kind of a uh, kind of a very apostle kind of vest. He looks yeah. like a uh, an ascetic kind of believer. Sure, sure. All he all he owns is pants. He is a follower. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll just follows Mario around. Is Mario? Jesus? He does. He does get my vote for being carpenter, a plumber. These mm. are similar trades. 
They're both My Italian. Boss is an Italian plumber. <laughs> oh, it is. It's the Pope is Italian. Is Jesus Italian too? I can't remember how far back that whole thing goes. Yeah, only in good World Cup years. <laughs> I would say. I would say this: that that Toad is definitely to me to choose a religion. One of those really like sketchy, like new age cults that had a compound somewhere around like you know central california what's that cult that that kid that that teen from american pie founded yeah that mm-hmm. one that one. Oh, like yeah because he's right. like way over the top cheerful and never sad and there's like yeah. a million of him and they all wear the same clothes but it's also it's always Today got that shalt like they'll be with me in paradise and it's also got that like one dark thing to it. It's like, hey man, we just believe in like loving one another and communal property, and also we burn down hospitals. You know, yeah, it's you just like part of our belief system. Just, no. yeah. So we just we just murder turtles all day. We just stomp on turtles' heads and kick their shells. So I'm very apologetic uh, for that because we we did that. We unleashed that on America. We made the and, president's penis. And we are Mario accepting Kart donations racer. not to do it to you or your place of work. Because Stormy Daniels is a full cast listener. Mm. Hey, girl. Listen, by the way, cheese it. If you don't pay up, you, who knows what we'll do to your product? So mm-hmm. we will. We will also have it. This co- is, if nothing else, this is our best ever to own the libs. It is. So- <laughs> <laughs> All happy the libs now? have been owned. I just can't wait for Toad to come out as like an alt right hero, right? Like. Yeah, Toad believes in anarchy and free markets. Toad's racist. Shut the borders, Mario. I mean, they've already had a frog. That's true. Yeah. Wow. Toad hates green creatures. Whatever. Toad. Toad is. Toad is still a man of the people. Toad is still. As always. Fighter. As always, the best of us, Wario. Wario's great. Wario's great. I refer you to the post-game press conference. After the loss to uh, San Jose State, Wario, how do you sum up your effort tonight? Wario, how do, how do you feel about your team's performance down the stretch out there? Wario's great. The best of us. Our savior, Wario. Oh my God, is there a Wario crystal ball out there? <laughs> <laughs> Oregonians <laughs> to the internet. It is a big weekend for Oregon, and, and the Ducks are gonna win. Does this mean we can get? Wait, the that's duck just in Carl Polini. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is all happening. We just made this happen. Carl Polini is going to be in Eugene. They looked like nice, strong hands. I mean, he's already replaced Mario Cristobal, right? So. Oh god, we're gonna have to Photoshop Wario Crystal Ball and then it'll happen and then the duck will have like the duck will have a Wario outfit on. I'm here for it. Wow, he already has a motorcycle. <laughs> he's he already, already an what? asshole. I was gonna say <laughs> ask the Houston Cougar about that. He's got a Wario he's got a Wario sized booty. He does. If you look, Wario's got a disturbingly large behind. Wario has a sure. plump cube ass. He does. He's got another thing that we spoke into existence yeah. on this show. He's no, no, the pre- the president already had that ass. If don't worry, we've seen the tennis pictures. No, Wario's got no, no, no. Wario's got lift and separation back there. Okay, 
Wario's got a defensive lineman Mario's ass. Wario's got that Minecraft ass. Separation? Are we talking about ass. like distinct butt cheeks? Like they're very far it, apart? No, up and uh, up and that lift and separation is up and away from the under butt, right? So there's like it, it's just a like how JFK got shot. That's right. It's a cantilever effect. Like, up that's what, and to that's the right. how flying buttresses got their name, architecturally speaking. Right. Gothic architecture. It's about that thickness. What are we talking about? Gothic. Week four. <clears throat> it's called Super Smash Brothers. It's called Gothic architecture. Gothic architect. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just want to know what the Nintendo executives in Japan when they were like, wait, what's what's going on? Man, the Nintendo Hold on. Life account was going through I, today. I thought my English was pretty strong, but you're who said what about this now? What? I never want to hear anybody be like, man, the no, Japanese are so are the same weird. People who came up with the concept of hat meat, they think this is fine. Oh god. Anyway, you're welcome, America. It would have been a boring Monday without all this. Welcome to our college football podcast. Tuesday. It's, tu- it's, tu- it's Tuesday. Who gives again, a shit, man. Again, Tuesday, time Tuesday. doesn't mean anything to Jason. He's recording this podcast a week from now. Is man, there I Twitter where Jason and is? Out. And if not, can we go there? Wait, is this why the Sandman is so good at picks? Because time means nothing? Are you, are you, are you, are you a doctor who? Don't tell him. I don't know what that means. Are you a I chiropractor who? Sandman is a family name. Chiropractor. I'm sorry. It's Doctor Whom. It's Dr. Osteopath Whom. Osteopath. Yeah. Where's that doctor from? Um, doctor where, what? Where on Where on earth do we do we start? Friday. We start on Friday. Don't, don't we, we want to start on Friday? All this. Don't we have yeah. A- yeah. We we take the time to organize. Hey, there this. it is. There it is. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So start on Friday. There are Thursday <laughs> games, and we don't want to talk about them. Boom. There's one. Fuck it. There's oh, one. Damn. There's a that we have one. It's, it's a transitive. It's basically a transitive repeat of the Maryland Texas game. You boom. You already know who wins. There you go. It's always Maryland. So Friday, there's several games happening. Two of them will very likely be blowouts. And then we have annually the strangest, most packed twelveiest game in the strange Pac-12 calendar: Washington State at USC. Again, a Friday nighter. The Pac-12 did not learn its lesson from sending one of its marquee programs to Pullman on a Friday night last year. Now they're making the Trojans go through that again, albeit in L.A. Pac-12 didn't learn a lesson. I know. Usually, it takes so quickly. Did you think, um, did you see that thing where Larry Scott is basically suggesting that if they're I, I'm going to get this wrong, so forgive me, but basically like because so of the court Scott. order in the Todd McNair case that like. Maybe all the California schools can't be in the NCAA anymore. Great plan, Lare Bear. Yep. That's fine. Oh, then man. They can... Then they wouldn't be eligible for postseason tournaments. Call us again when your schools are playing games on August 15th on the moon. Can you imagine March Madness without any Pac-12 teams in it? Boy, imagine the be... college football playoff without any Pac-12 teams in it. Imagine 2014 through 20. No. Yeah. Um, can I share with you a fun wazoo fact? Um, I have a couple, is so, there any other so but please, let's just have a buffet of them. All right, this is an old one. This is from 1987, when Dennis Erickson got the wazoo job. And do you know what he said at his, I think at his introductory press co- conference, or at least around that? He said, Fire! <laughs> just kidding. 
It's legal. I can do that. He no. said he said it was his lifelong goal to be the head coach at Wazoo. <laughs> do either of you does anybody on the podcast know um how long he stayed before he left? Two um, years. Shorter or longer than a Randy Edsel. I'll go one. It's two seasons. Two yeah. seasons, then he left for Miami. Although in fairness, um at the time Dennis Erickson was making seventy thousand dollars a year in base salary at Wazoo. Oh, poor guy. Well, Idaho was the one he stayed for one year, right? I think that's right. Yeah, that man just loves leaving the Palouse. So two seasons. So if we're gonna do if we're gonna do a math here, uh, he committed half an Edsel, right? <laughs> or Edsel committed two Ericksons. Also, Jackie have- Jackie Sherrill was at the, uh, was at Wazoo for one year, which is not a thing I knew or remember. He, he might have done two Willie Taggarts. Damn. Willie's tattered. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. Willie's fine. Oh, I just got that. I feel bad. No. No, you just Willie, spoke. Willie's no. fine. We've Willie's already fine. established the power of this podcast. He's fired now. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Fired State University. <laughs> Sorry, Godfrey. Now you have a source at um, F- F- FAU. After the Lions. The, De- the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, but is, you have this Detroit Lions special teams coach. Sorry. We're kidding. Willie's fine. Is he, though? No, see, how many we, years we, we, we reversed our curse somehow. It, how many years has Mike Leach been at Wazoo? Don't don't look. I'm gonna say five or six. I'm gonna say seven. I'm five. gonna say seven. <laughs> six. This is his seventh year. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's forever. <laughs> so many memories. Like, like, uh, yeah, so many. Like that time he stayed up really late. That time the man dumped popcorn all over his face by himself. The time he said the thing about animals. Mm-hmm. You know, in the long term, he's really well set up uh, to run an organ trafficking business, if nothing else. I don't even think long terms that I think he's ready to launch today. I mean, if you think about it in terms of winning percentage, <laughs> in terms of how how he's done in seven years versus how everybody else has done there. Um, it's, he's exactly 500 right now. He's, he's doing great. I mean, and, th- and that's, that's, and that's bogged down by like some really bad years, like in like what years two and three or so. I mean, people remember Mike price and they're like, Whoa, he was, he was setting the world on fire at Wazoo. Mike price was just a few percentage points North of 500. Y'all Wazoo does not Wazoo in August football tradition doth not have unless by august football tradition you mean they show up in august and after that it's just downhill all the way to december no it's helpful that all their memories are filtered through grain alcohol and you can treat them as eyewitnesses appropriate oh yeah wazoo was real oh yeah man i saw a guy jump clear over a fence really did you you sure about that (laughs) sir why are you driving an ambulance right now i mean if he if he makes it to like eight, if he makes it to like nine years, you know, you'll have one of the longest tenures in modern Wazoo football history. Like it's not a place that people either stay that long or if they do, they're going to get dragged down to the regression to the mean. Now, I will say all of this to paint a picture for you, which is that Wazoo has no consistent history of victory, success or glory. There is no long tradition of nationally recognized excellence in the sport of football at wazoo glamour pullman does not have glamour is not their middle name action 
is not what you expect if I say the Palouse. If we say the Palouse, it's basically overcast and lentils. That's what the Palouse is. When I think of great Wazoo football players, I think of people like Ryan Leaf, who when you say Ryan Leaf, you go, oh, man, he was good. And then there was that. That's basically Wazoo football in a nutshell. Who are they playing? They are playing the Pac-12's most storied program, USC. A program. Oh, damn. I I hoped it was Cal. No, no, that's that's in my heart. In my heart, Cal is the most storied program. And by stories, I mean, there's a lot of stories. None of them are very good. Interesting? Maybe. Good? No. But USC, they play USC this Friday. Which one of them has an offense? Oh, God. No, neither. No, 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 no. Which one of them has an offense that, in terms of yards per play, is worse at this point than... Is it worse than yours? Kansas State, yeah. Kansas State, it's worse. It's worse than Kansas State's offense. USC at 5.48 yards per a carry, worse than Utah. Worse than Utah. Utah's like the leading anti-football team this year. Antifo. Yeah, the, the antifo. Antifu. In the sense that they wear masks. Nobody's exactly sure how they're organized. That's Utah football this year, okay? My, I think my mask is backwards. Just run. I feel like storming the field three times is the most Antifa move in football history. Anyway, this game is going to be really, really, really weird. Do you, you want to hear some other teams that have better offenses than God, USC? This is just no, At least it kicks at 1030 Eastern on a Friday. Pitt! Pitt has a worse offense. Or better offense than USC. Better yards per play. Texas! I got one more. This is the one. This is the one that'll make your ass twitch a little bit. Like, oh, Illinois. Illinois is running a more efficient offense than USC at this point. And I mentioned all this to say, oh, Wazoo's defense. I know they're not playing anybody, but you know, they're letting people have about fifteen points per game. You remember when Lane Kiffin lost to Washington State? Woo! Yeah. Remember that? I think it was like 10-7. 10-7, yes. 10-7. 10-7. In the Coliseum. In the Coliseum. Wow! Yeah. Uh, also, a late, that was a late Saturday game. That was Pac-12 after dark on a Saturday. Yeah. It doesn't, it, this will be a late Friday game. And you know what? That's great because not many people will watch it. I don't think USC will want that. I think they'll be happy with that because this could be worse. Like this could be that ten seven was frustrating because you go oh my god how is USC not putting up more than more than a score? This could be dramatically worse. Whatever happened to Steve Sarkeesian? I don't know. I don't know. I heard he got four red zone touchdowns in his last uh, last game as coordinator, so he's apparently doing really well. Footnote: I know he wasn't the coach for this game, but I four for four. In red zone touchdowns. I'm obligated to bring him up whenever possible. Currently on the hottest streak in the red zone of any coordinator at any level. Can we talk? <laughs> can we talk about uh, Saturday now, please? Boy, this this noon slot is just loaded. Just this is this is an excellent Saturday, folks. Just lots and lots and lots of good games. This, this is the kind of ones that when you're looking at the calendar in April. Looking way ahead into the future of football, you look you look to week four. That's the one you're thinking of. So can I tell you, can I tell you the worst the worst game between 
the worst conference game of the year for me is in this is in this slot. It's thirty minutes shy of this slot. Did you put this game here? No, no, I didn't. Jason I want to go ahead and just here. say, oh, y'all, we I have a list of games that we sort of pull and look I at. I know which one he's talking about. He's talking about Louisville UVA. Oh, sure. <laughs> who, yeah, by the way, there. we're slagging we're slagging USC. You know who actually averages fewer yards per play than USC? Louisville. Jesus. Yeah. Considering a quarterback change. Oh, what what better time to do that than than when you're gonna go to on the road. There, there, are, there are some plausible explanations for that. One of them is Bama. The other is that I think their second game. <laughs> they, they, their second game. The other played, is Western Kentucky. Well, the other that game was played in like the end zones were flooded. The uh-huh. the the conditions were not conducive to offense. That said, yeah, this is not good. That game. No, is this is this is a horrendous bad. game. This is going to be or you know that like. In the dark old days of the ACC, when we used to mock the JP game that would come on, not even the good JP game, the SEC game that would inevitably become sort of compelling when you're like, well, man, Mississippi State State scored 48 points out of nowhere on Florida. No, um, which, you know, that did happen. But no, this is like the bad kind of early local channel, local feed game. Okay, I, ta- I, ta- I take it back. Um, w- against Western Kentucky, which wasn't the rain game. The rain game was Indiana State. Jesus. Right. Uh, Louisville threw 21 passes. How many passing yards do you think they accumulated? 83. Spencer was closest. It's 88. Without going over. I get the donut set. <laughs> you get Bobby Petrino. Yeah, this is... You get Bobby Petrino's a- used bathing suits? Weird. <laughs> Bobby Petrino feet. They're both baggy and tight. <laughs> along with it, along with an exciting offense at UVA that's averaging twenty-two points a game. Virginia is actually, uh, I don't want to say good, but they're 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 pretty good. They're improved. Greatly improved. They're sort of they're say. sort of like somebody tearing ass on a moped where you're like, man, he's really giving it on. It's, like, it's like, yeah, you're only doing twenty-three, but it's, it's, it's an a, exciting twenty-three. It's a, it's a it's like a hot it's a four-cylinder Honda banger where they just take the muffler off, right? It's just got a fart pipe on it, right? What is it? It's 105 horsepower, but man, that thing sounds like a factory. Virginia's like going to Arby's and thinking like, fuck, I'm eating at Arby's and then standing up like, you know, that 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 market fresh turkey club was tolerable. I, I don't feel like I want to poop to death. Weird. Actually, I'm sorry. Virginia's averaging 34 points a game, which is actually way better than Louisville. <laughs> Louisville's going to get their ass kicked in this game. Yeah. You Are you that confident, Matt? Yeah, 100% if you watch Louisville. You remember okay. that offensive line no, that I got hear Lamar Jackson murdered? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the, back. The spread here started Virginia by three. It has grown to Virginia by 5.5. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Virginia that's, by 5.5. That's the state 5, of you, like, Louisville. What kind of, what kind of ebullient, like, ridiculous enthusiasm is 5.5 for a UVA game? 
<laughs> For anyone else, that's like 40 point spread cover. Gettysburg? Gettysburg. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the other hand, you could watch um, Nebraska take either the broken starting quarter starting quarterback or the walk-on, who did not look great against BYU, to play Michigan's defense on the road. That'll be fun. That's a fun noon outing for the whole family. Nebraska's definitely not going to start the year 0-3, and you shouldn't panic. Everything's fine. Against Troy. But yeah, uh, I, I think my favorite part is that the Akron game got canceled, and at the time we were like, oh, well, you know, Scott Frost, he, he'd be 1-2. and two. You know, the, the the record's better than uh, than it looks, and then we see Akron beat Northwestern, and you sort of think, "Oh, damn, good thing, good thing Scott Frost ducked to Akron." <laughs> <laughs> Terry Bowden, the blood moon is up, and Terry Bowden's <laughs> eyes are filled with a cloudy mist. The dang blood moon rises once again. Now the other the other version of this is that Nebraska, which is played which is played competitively, and it's two losses, and like is not they're not they're not getting killed or anything like that. Um, and Nebraska didn't play BYU. I don't know why I said that. That's fine. <clears throat> I'm very, I'm very old and stupid. That's fine. But the other possibility is Nebraska goes on the road and beats Michigan. Just think about that. Just, oh. just, just, just everyone just have a, have a moment of quiet reflection on the internet as it would exist if Nebraska, winless Nebraska, goes to Michigan and wins. This is when we get Michigan fans on their most obscure boards about legal theory oh oh, they'll be on the economist oh no this will be i'm sorry as an originalist i refuse to acknowledge nebraska as a conference game this is an out of conference loss the founding fathers insisted that nebraska could not be amended that the big 10 means 10 teams clearly we are the champions of the west and seeing as nebraska is furthermore west than Michigan is, um, this game is invalid. This is a Chinese incursion into our territory and a declaration of war. I'm Gerald Ford. <laughs> yeah, this and this my is, dick is a Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's swallowing everything. Blong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess LBJ is really the Yoshi dick. He's Bowser. That's Bowser. Yeah, dick. come on. <laughs> you don't think LB? You don't think LBJ had like a weird top hat for it? Cowboy hat, but yeah. Yeah, cowboy. <laughs> mm. I need hey, two how? Stetsons. <laughs> Same size. Um, hmm. I think I put Georgia at Missouri on here just because, like, hey, those of you who don't want to see Georgia succeed, buy into the belief that Drew Locke, who's having a very success- successful year, uh, will be the one to stop their easy and terrible march through the SEC East. Believe in it, and then watch it. Watch Hope die. Yeah, if you want to see, like, if you want to see a white dude throw an 80-yard touchdown and then, like, swag surf in the middle of, like, a 60-point blowout loss... Tune into this. Or there's probably a Raiders game on you can watch. Probably I would do this. Um, John, John Cruden so confused. He's got these boys <laughs> playing it on Saturdays at noon. All right, fellas, we're going to catch them when they least expect it. <coughs> Don't 
don't see Khalil Mack out playing at noon, do you, on a Saturday? <laughs> he didn't want to be out here. Wonder how committed he is. None of these guys are playing for money. What's wrong with Khalil Mack? My face looks like this because I tried to kiss the sun on the mouth. <laughs> and I did. And I did. And it liked it. So did I. John Green's got that SPF negative 20. You know, you know what I call the sun? I call it a star because it's the sun. It's bright. Uh, actual football fact. Uh, since joining the conference, I believe... Uh, Mizzou's record against Georgia is one and six. What one and six? Hi, Fullcast listeners. So you know how on our show we just make oblique references to things, college football or otherwise, but we never actually explain them, and you're not even sure if we actually understand them? Well, what if I told you Vox is a podcast that does both of those things? It's called Today Explained, a daily news podcast that features voices from all over the country and the world talking about topics like trade wars or the Stanford prison experiment or the Mueller investigation. Subscribe to Today Explained by Vox on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you're currently listening to this show though i can't really promise they're going to get into the whole toad thing you should probably just stick with us for that so wait mizzou has been in the sec for almost just a little longer than mike i'm sorry one one and five one and six overall one and five since joining so okay so mizzou has been in the sec for exactly as long as mike leach has been at wazoo Mm mm-hmm fuck time is nothing yeah one and five including the glorious nine six game (laughs) if you don't if you don't remember at one point mizzou and georgia played a thrilling nine six sec conference game just again like that mizzou just completely bounces identities every year either it's a big 12 team or it's a big 10 team it's it's you know it's 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 always all in on defense or all in on offense? Sometimes it's a bankrupt Arena League team. That, there was one or two of those. We're just like, I don't know. I think we're only playing seven games this year, guys. I do want to give you one other Mizzou fact because I, I think everyone should be and should remain skeptical of them during the construction of Faroe Field um, in 1926. Uh, there were some issues because it was a, a divot between two hills on campus that they just thought would make a good natural stadium. In the course of construction, allegedly, a uh, I believe a rock crusher and a truck were buried accidentally as part of the construction. Two questions. One, construction in the 1920s was mad negligent. Like this is when there's an allegedly as to well we I think we buried a truck somewhere around here. People used to drink a lot more and take really crazy over the counter unregulated amphetamines. And so begins the legend of the haunted truck of Columbia, <laughs> killed before its time by its lover, the rock crusher. <laughs> Get on that, Mizzou School of Journalism. Dig that up, if you will. Point two. Wouldn't it be funny How if they we- just file? Wait, hold on. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody just like filed that report to be like, hey, let's see how long it takes for somebody to get antsy and dig the field up. And there's nothing there. 
uh, I would give them seven days, seven days before somebody tried it. The other point too on this is how did we let somebody who abused a truck like that into the SEC? How? Georgia? I don't know if you've seen them. Locally, Georgia has always been a Ford truck partner. Okay? There are these ads. They started with uh, Mark Richt, who, I mean, Mark Richt, you know, didn't exactly look convincing driving a truck. He's more of a nice sedan guy and always has been. He's a Chrysler Pacifica. Yeah. I mean, what? That's, that's, that's Mark Richt, right? Which is like, fine. Yeah. He'd be like, hey, you know, that's got an automatic switch on the door. It's really nice. Like it's got that. plenty of room for honey buns for me to take to youth group. It's good. Yeah. Come on church trips. We can put five. I'm saying there. station wagon dad, right? Sugar free honey buns. Mind you. I don't want those kids getting all hyper. Yeah. But he doesn't want you sitting in the backwards facing seats. <laughs> That's dangerous. Not sure they're safe. Yeah. Also, he wants to keep an eye on you and your hands. Can't have kids back there, you know, fooling around. Hey, now yeah, y'all, Kurt- y'all, yeah, you teens just watch Moana. All right. Kirby, though, Kirby looks more natural getting out of a truck just because he looks more like a potato. You know, he's just. Sure. He just sort of falls. He's kind of falls out of it. Yeah, he does. does. That's why. Please notice also that at least in the Georgia commercials I've seen, they don't let him talk, which is really smart. That's a good indicator as to your coach's like strengths. Right, they did this. No, with I honestly think this is really good part on the work on the part of either Ford or Kirby's PR people. That he does not speak a word, which is great. Yeah, you don't really like Urban Meyer. They used to do that. Like Urban Meyer is so person illiterate that what they. Did you get him to say it's a, it's a truck. Yeah, with Meyer, they would just go orange juice. It's good. Like this, this is like, like the commercial would be. Three actual seconds of Urban Meyer audio, right? Fortun- fortunately, that that ability to connect with other people through the power of speech has carried him all the way through to this day. Mm-hmm. And shows very, it really very, shows. Very good at talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but my point being, Georgia, when you go up there as a partner with the F one fifty, the sanctified truck of Jesus Christ Himself, take it out on him. Christ the King Ranch. Christ the King <laughs> Ranch. <laughs> Texas edition. Bang, bang. Go up there. Go up there and avenge the ghost truck of Columbia is what I'm saying. I don't normally sort of give you. You don't need motivation from me. I heard it's Man, a Toyota. I heard the ghost truck's a Toyota. <laughs> it's a <Ugh>. Tundra. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Mizzou, please be fun and sell ghost truck shirts. I'll totally buy a ghost truck shirt. <laughs> the ghost truck. Can you make it like, can you make it like Mater, but with a bed full of like VHS porno? That'd be the most Mizzou thing I've ever seen. And I like a Chase Daniel jersey on. That'd be amazing. What y'all know about journalism? <laughs> <laughs> now be quiet. The Cardinals game is on. <laughs> that's the most SEC media days thing I've ever heard. Y'all want pizza that's on a cracker? Hey, Coach Mater here. Coach Mater, CoachMaterAL.com. <laughs> Coach Mater Touchdown Alabama dot magazine. <laughs> yeah, I'm a supernatural truck. Still going to answer my question. Have you ever discussed on this pod your wife's theory about Mater? 
Yeah, all right. So this is not my theory. <laughs> is, wait, hold on. Are we about no, to speak something no, else okay, terrible into there's existence? No, there's no visible sex in this. So, no, I really... Mater's dick. <laughs> no, no, there, there, are, there are no dicks in this, although there is romance. Yeah, okay, so right. there is a short called Mater's Tall Tales, which you can watch on Netflix, and I have watched at least, if I really had to guess how many times I've watched it, probably 40 to 50 times uh, with my children. And they are short cartoons, which are all fabulous stories that Mater would tell Lightning uh, that Lightning never quite remembers, right? Uh, because they're lies. And Mater will say, hey, you remember that time we went to the moon? And uh, Lightning will go, no, I don't. And then he'll tell the whole so, story. So they're like they're like Mizzou's trips to the SEC championship. Exactly. You remember that time we faced Auburn? No, um, not really. Trey Mason ran for like 300 yards on us. And then I OD'd on morphine and passed out. <laughs> um, so that's that's the basic premise of these shorts, right? There's a bunch of shorts. And one day my wife says, This is the notebook. Lightning doesn't remember any of this. So Mater's just telling him the story, right? As they sit and like look at the ocean. Like Mater is James Gardner right. and Lightning is Jenna Rollins. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and it just and after she said that, it just got more and more tragic to me. Remember, when we went to Tokyo, and I raced that feller doing the drifting. I don't remember anything. Just That's for the strange. record, when I don't know on Friday it comes out that the president can only ejaculate if Cars Two is playing. <laughs> this is why. Finally, something relatable. <laughs> so right now, you're picturing a photo of the president sitting in the front seat of the truck going, bah, bah. if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Trump truck. Just picture that photo, that particular photo, associate that in your mind with the last thing Ryan said. Jesus. And remember, you can do this on Google because today I typed in that gif of Jonah Hill doing that motion with his hand. And the first eight results were that gif. <laughs> it was exactly what I was looking for. So if okay. you search our president climaxing to the notion of Mater, <laughs> right? I'm trying to think of a president's dick I'd want to know about less, and I got nothing. Millard Fillmore. It's pretty rank. Nope. Nope. I'd rather, I would rather know about Van Buren dick. I'd rather know John Quincy Adams about Andrew Jackson's dick. Mm, John John Quincy Adams aired it out. I'm pretty sure it was good and healthy. He used to swim in the Potomac when like year round. So I'm sure he was okay. I'd almost say Jimmy Carter's just because I respect it too much. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fair. That would be like, yeah, I don't need Sunday school dick. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This podcast is already bad. Let's make it worse. Jason, you decided we should talk about Buffalo at Rutgers. Buffalo at Rutgers, you bitch. God, something that's actually worse than Martin Van Buren's crank. Buffalo, Rutgers. So, Buffalo is pretty good. Rutgers is terrible. Um, this I got, I got this uh, line at Buffalo by 3.5 points. Buffalo is favored. It's now up to six. Buffalo is now favored by six points. Oh, is this a Sandman special? Um, yeah, I, I got, a, got an illustrious menu this week, but this is probably the one that people would most look at and think like, wait, is that actually a football game? But uh, yeah, Buffalo is favored by a touchdown at the Big Ten's Rutgers. So I just, I mainly, I just wanted to mention that I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, discuss 
X's and O's here. I know, I know that's what we usually do, but I just wanted to point out there Buffalo's favorite by touchdown where they do that. Hmm. Somebody ought to start one. You mean like num- no, you mean like using numbers and words? No, there's not really room for that. Mm. Cool. I still can't believe their team's worse than Rutgers. Like their teams in S and P. Bill Connolly's sort of overall measure of efficiency across a broad range of statistics. There are teams that are still worse than well, Rutgers. So Rutgers is, you know, Rutgers is the birthplace of college football, right? And just as in the days of, of Lord Kelvin, you think you found absolute zero. But science marches on and so does progress. I mean, who? what does it matter to this the birthplace? It's not like Jesus was like, hey, let's go back to the manger. That shit was great. No. Speaking of schools that are worse than Rutgers, Georgia State is on here. Damn it. Yeah, but Rutgers is the worst, like, power five on there, right? Um, You're not going to count UConn, are you? I mean, why would I count UConn as a power five? This is like the fourth time Spencer has insinuated UConn is. (laughs) Why does Spencer think UConn is in the power five? So I can make fun of them. The the next closest power. It's so like kicking uh, a three legged cat. Right? I know, but think about kicking a three legged cat. No! If the cat's a dick, it's kind no. of funny. Rutgers is one hundred fourteenth in the S and P plus rankings. The next uh, power five school is Illinois at ninety nine. Yeah, when you are when you're in the sub basement of Illinois sub basement. Damn, it's not great. No. When East Carol when East Carolina is putting up better numbers than you, buddy, that's 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 a problem. So I'm kind of surprised that neither of the Damn It Ryan schools are on um are on are this far down the list. Spencer, may I please have a Damn It Ryan? Damn It Ryan. Arizona at Oregon State, four o'clock, middle of the day, prime watching hours. Spencer, can you tell me who Oregon State's coach is? Oh gosh! Um, nah. Holly, can you tell me who Oregon State's coach is right now? Yes, it's not Mike Riley. He is on staff as an analyst. That's not a joke, but it's not Mike Riley. Uh, man, nah. you Jason, know I'm always bad at these. Jason, can you? You are our last hope. Can you, college football editor, tell me the name of Oregon State's coach? Jonathan Smith. Beavers favored by 6.5. Take the Beavers. Wow. That's a that's a Witsec name. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, Mike, Mike Riley is an analyst for Oregon State. Excuse me, what, Beavers getting 6.5 to be clear. What would, uh, what would the Sandman I'm get? I'm sorry, a, a school in Oregon has a coach named John Smith. What number? Yeah, regular Oregon called and they think your branding is cheesy and derivative. Can you give me uh if I got 30 if I say 30 yards rushing on the day mm-hmm. for Khalil Tate 30 mm. I'm going to take that under I I'll say over Oregon State's defense is not that good. Both of these teams are like decent on offense and they are not good on defense. So yeah, I'll think, take I'll take the over. I'll take He's the over. got to break that. one. Mm. But then I'm again the brill- the brilliant Oregon State mind of Mike Riley is on the case. <laughs> I like that. I like that Oregon State is his Lazarus pit at this point, where he goes, he tries to get a better job, he fucking fails miserably. He's like, "Ugh, take take Mike Algul back to the pit, that he may rise and coach another hundred years." 
Dude, He's I love it. Just super, super chill, smiling, cheering everyone up. Dude, this is, I mean, for most people, that's alcohol. At least Mike Riley channels it well, right? That's Guys, true. we're going to get out of here together. I just know it. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, I'm going to go back to my Lazarus pit. Gin. Gin and out. That's just an idea I'm filing away for later. Not <laughs> bad. It would be an improvement. You would, you would, you would feel like your money is better invested than if you had spent it at In and Out. Gin has tangible results. No. Speaking of wise investments, NIU at FSU at three thirty. No. Bang. <laughs> yes. I honestly think this is the most entertaining game of the three thirty spot. If you think I'm bullshitting you, look at the other games of the three thirty spot. 3.30 and 4, because, like, the best one, the actual best one might be South Carolina Vanderbilt, okay? Ooh, why would because, you do that? Don't like, do that. Like, the top-ranked teams, we're talking Bama's going to eat Texas A&M. You got Clemson at Georgia Tech. This is an awful afternoon slate. I'm watching NIU, FSU, fuck everybody else, because NIU is basically FSU on purpose. Like, <laughs> FSU is, like, anti-offense, but pretty good at defense, NIU doesn't have, like, it, it, it doesn't, like, FSU, all right, you know, recruiting crumbled, and you had good offensive linemen leaving, and the, the quarterback doesn't like the offense, and blah, blah, blah. All these things went wrong. NIU is that by design. Like, they put all their skill points into defensive line, and they have no other skill points. All I know is that a Florida State quarterback recently transferred to NC State. Can you think of another major school that had a quarterback transfer to NC State? No, not no, not one. one. No, no, not familiar. Jacoby Brissett, your revenge will be sweet. Can I? I, I do want to. I do want to point out uh, one other game in that three thirty slate. At, at the risk of everyone yelling at me, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Don't, don't say care. don't don't. I know what you're going to do. Don't do it. Uh, which, I can't believe people think that we're the married ones. No, I just want to say, don't do it. Don't do, do it. Do you want to know the biggest ass beating in this entire thing? With the most Ooh. anger. Oh, I think you're probably going to say Kansas State at West Virginia. Though. No, Clemson really? at Georgia Tech, because this is the second uh, week in a row that Clemson's had to deal with this triple option bullshit, and they're going to be furious. They're going to be so fucking they're mad. They're going to be so... That defensive line. <laughs> Tears of rage by the eighth snap. <laughs> Tired of this. Okay. If you see somebody get... If you see somebody get thrown, like... Like if you see somebody out actually of the, get out thrown, of the stadium, <laughs> like somebody might get chucked on the North Ave. It might happen. I would understand it too. Christian Wilkins would just be like, "That's the last time somebody hits my kneecap with a helmet." Like, like, like he hammer throws a person. Stadium. It'd be easy. Yeah. Um, I you know I would like to say there are probably some A and M fans out there who listen to the podcast and were like, hey, we're ranked. We're going to Alabama. I know Alabama's a juggernaut, but so is Clemson. And we played that game close, and maybe they're going to talk about us in favorable light. And all we did was Jason was just like, ah, Bama's going to just process them like so many meats. Next, we'll talk about Florida State, Northern Illinois, the best game in the 330 slot, no question. I mean, if you're an Aggie and you listen to this, you weren't expecting better than that. That's fair. Be honest. No. That's fair. No. Be honest. And at least you're not watching South Carolina at Vanderbilt, which, again, don't watch that game. Also, look up how Jimbo does against Nick. Bye. Always the Padawan. Always the Padawan. Mm-hmm. 
What's a Padawan? Um, <laughs> this is the only sense in which Nick Saban has the higher ground. Listen, man, <laughs> y- Yoda wasn't that tall, all right? <laughs> the uh, I think we can skip the rest of these games, including TCU Texas, because everything I know about TCU Texas is going to be yeah. everyone complaining about Texas. So next. Yeah, we have, we have a spreadsheet, yep. Spencer. Yep, we're good, we're good. Ar- uh, yeah. Army at Oklahoma, you think maybe that'll be interesting? It's pay-per-view, so you can't watch it anyway. Pay-per-view. Those, that, that's how you know it's good. You got to pay for it. Should come with premium, a wrestling match if it's pay-per-view. Premium digital content. It comes, yeah. with, it comes with Jeff Hardy diving off the top of Memorial Stadium. Uh, all right. Who put Louisiana Tech at LSU on this sheet, please? Not that was me. me. I just want to say fade the Tigers. Um, they... Uh, you know, two two pretty bullshit wins over <clears throat> quote fingers top ten teams. Miami's number twenty one. They're not top ten anymore. So LSU's pretty good, but fade the Tigers. Just whatever whatever you get on the other team, take it for a while at least. All right, this is the part where Holly can say whatever she wants about Florida Tennessee. Oh oh, am I being given a platform now? <laughs> No, listen, all I wanted to say last week before I was so rudely fucking interrupted uh, was actually something that I thought might be of use to you and Spencer. And it was something that I said to Spencer repeatedly uh, in the hours leading up to the Kentucky game, which is I've spoken before on this program about my relationship with Tennessee football being a lot like my relationship with a third degree burn, which is that I can see that my flesh is destroyed, but I feel nothing. Uh, And it's a good thing. It's fine that the Kentucky streak ended uh, because a lot, it should have ended a long time ago. Like our Kentucky streak, yours was littered with times Kentucky should have won and didn't because it was full of rank bullshit. And the problem with beating a team by the stupidest possible measures over and over again is that neither side can really truly appreciate it. Uh, shout out to the Tennessee Florida rivalry series for this, because these three teams always seem to delight in beating each other in the most unfair ways possible but here's the thing about losing to kentucky speaking as someone who has lost to kentucky very fucking recently can you hear me can you hear me internet can you guys hear me now should i get my own mic uh the great thing about breaking the kentucky streak do you know what's going to happen this time next year you guys won't be worried about the fucking kentucky streak anymore it's fine it's all I think fine. we should all lose to Kentucky in our personal lives. Just shake yeah, that load off. Yeah, steer into listen into the crevasse, America. It's like shit. It, listen, honestly, it's it's like shit in your pants. It's never as no, bad. No, it's as you like think the, it's this is be. like the very end of the last of C.S. Lewis's The Last Battle, where Narnia is dying, and they're like further inward. <laughs> I, I mean, once it goes bad, it's you know. Like you've been in this situation in life where you just go, wow, this is pretty I mean bad. This, though. I will guarantee this time next year, you won't be worried about the goddamn Kentucky streak. It's fine. It's over. You'll be worried about the Kentucky streak reaching two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a couple. Uh, Jason, Jason, you gotta, you gotta let me walk them a little bit further into this Sorry. bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them, give them time. Give them time. Is this the internet's first damn it, Jason? <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, I was so close to the end of that primrose path. 
<laughs> anyway, fuck y'all. <laughs> Let's gonna, all die. I was gonna say, what is uh, that'd be big game, right? Bears technically. I don't know. What would be a good game? No, big game. But you know, a bear trap. Knowing something how to trap bears, right? Oh, that'd be a great game. Yeah, don't say big game associated when we're talking about Florida and Tennessee. That doesn't make any sense. You're confusing. No, but the in every Florida Tennessee game, at one point there should be a bear trap placed out on the field, and no one is told where it is or when it might be placed. It's in the it's in the end zone. It's fine. Oh, that's great. You're right. It's safe. I think Tennessee sticks mainly to the occasional chicken. Never anything as large as an elephant. Uh, sometimes we punt from the end zone, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> I did read, by the way, like a great piece of like a great piece that Chris Brown uh, at Smart Football on Twitter uh, linked to that I read, which was about end zone strategy. And it was written by Bobby Bowden, who normally I assume that I would enjoy reading something written by Bobby Bowden about as much as I would enjoy um, the extraction of any organ without anesthetic. Incorrect, because his strategy the whole like it was a very i don't believe in anesthesia yeah it was a very um you just pray on that while i yank your appendix through your belly button um go balls go balls the the idea by the way he had is when you are playing back in your own end zone the title of his speech his little coaching clinic that he gave on it was well one of us is fixing to score Which, which I love because he's like, you can't play cautiously down there because someone's going to score anyway. Like by the numbers, you're not really like nobody's getting out of there alive. So we might as well try to be the ones, uh, you know, with the knife in our hand. And I loved that. It was like, that's great. So um, that's how I'm just going to approach every single game situation from here on out. Even the Tennessee game. Uh, someone's fixing to score because optimistic that's optimism in this because there's no actual proof earned optimism which is the best kind i think in florida tennessee it's like one of us is fixing to punt right it's yeah this is like in terms of rivalries we've devolved into spain versus portugal right we were big in 1580 our tax laws are poorly enforced Mm. we will gut you yeah similarities abound Mm, just oh, give me a lot of port and leave ham. me in a room by myself i'm gonna cut ryan into steaks but you're gonna be ham thank you that's all i've wanted is to be put on a cool in a cool dark place or on a drying shelf overlooking uh an arid ocean oh, oceanic never let zone. you get green mold thank you god that's how you know that like i'm in the throes of fatherhood is you're like just hang my carcass up and put me in a dark cold place oh that'd be great check on me once every week the forever nap that is ham. <laughs> <laughs> ham is trash. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Like I'm God, saying. Now we've got a rivalry. Perfect. Wow. Perfect. Where did that come? Where did that come from? I know what I Jason's. I was just thinking about eating ham. It's bad. No, we're you're not thinking, talking about what deli Oscar Mayer. Yeah, no, I know what I know what he's thinking. You're thinking what? You're, you're thinking Christmas ham, right? Yeah, that probably is the first ham that come to mind. That this the big slabs of ham. Big slabs of ham. No big way. Slabs of wet ham. Big, big again, <laughs> again. When this comes up in a sexual context with the president, and it will. Actually, we made it, it happen. Of, Just Donkey kind of Kong's big wet slabs of ham. No, there already is a connection. I watched the first season of The Apprentice for work last year, and in it's a long story, and. 
at the one of the final four was this good old boy from I don't know where named Troy. And on television, he coined the phrase, mad as a wet ham. (laughs) And it's the only good thing that our beautiful orange president has ever put into the world was giving us this boy who said mad as a wet ham. That is, you know, the Florida-Tennessee rivalry has never had, like, a really succinct name for it the way, like, other rivalries do. And that's a wet ham classic. Yep. Yep. Jeremy Pruitt will be like, I know what ham is. It's one of the eight foods I can identify. <laughs> Carve off his own ear and hand it to you. Mm, delicious. I do want somebody at SEC Media Days to ask Pruitt what the four food groups are. Ooh, I'd ask well, him to right, draw, one is, food, one like, is draw a food pyramid and, and put what goes in each group. <laughs> uh, you got ham. You got your ham group. Your Gatorade you group. Powerade. You got, you got your Gatorade slash Powerade groups. Mm-hmm. You got your uh, chewing gum. <laughs> sure. And you got chewing tobacco. Gum, chewing gum and backy goes in there. Yeah, this chewing goes this is the mount this is the Mountain Dew code red subplate. You got a vegetable pickles? Yeah, pickles. Actually that does sound pretty Spanish. We are we are Spain. <laughs> Wait, I just realized if he thinks three of the food groups are ham, pickles, and butter, we basically are Spain. <laughs> Diabetic Spaniards, the Tennessee story. (laughs) With the stadium filled with a bunch of fans who I bet at least once in their lives have called a person a Spaniard as an insult. Y'all got, y'all have an armada. Y'all have an armada. It's fine. (laughs) And again, just tell, just tell most. And an inquisition. Just tell most of them. Hey, would you rather have your current situation in life or would you like to be made into a delicious Serrano ham. Well, what happens? Well, they put you on a drying rack overlooking the ocean. Ooh. <laughs> and you're cured by a cool breeze blowing over it all the time. Yeah, that beats my current living situation. There's no rent? Yeah. No right. rent? Then just do it. Fine. <laughs> Next. Stanford at Oregon. An actual hey! good, an actual good football game between two ranked teams. An actual good football game. That's appealing. At 8 o'clock. I have nothing to add about it. Noth- I have no notes, no thoughts. It'll be fun to watch, unless it's not. Yeah, it's a little too good to talk about. Yeah, don't don't look directly at it. We'll I mean, watch watch for watch for Wario Cristobal. Definitely watch for that. Watch for Justin Herbert, man. A delight. Sure, and Bryce Love, who will be healthy for this game. I think David Shaw is the ghost in Mario. Boo. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if you look at him, he's just like. To stand stand still and punts, but if you look away, he'll sneak up and he's, defeat you. He's those, um, you know, the hills in like Super Mario World, where it's like they're just in the background, but they have faces on them, and you're like, what is that even? It's just there, and it's got a yeah, face. That hill's looking at me, Mama. That hill's looking at me. Is it doing anything? No, just there. Aren't there some that just pop up in the middle of the track and they get yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, that's Stanford. Okay. Um. Also, I would say eight 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 thirty. We've got an agricultural classic on our hands. I put this one on there, and I'm sorry. No, no, no. I like it. No, I'm for it. Uh, I'm not going to disparage this. Wisconsin in a bounce back in a big bounce back game, going up against yeah. a team that's a terrible team to try to bounce anything off of. They're so dense. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wisconsin can use something good and hard to run their heads into after getting beat by a bunch of sober folks. The immovable object versus the immovable object <laughs> in the immovable rivalry. 
bonk. I was basically an MRI machine. Where it's like, oh boy, you shouldn't bring a watch in there. This fucker's heavy. This fucker's this fucker's heavy, and it you know you gotta pl- stay perfectly and still. And unreasonably expensive for reasons no one can fully explain. <laughs> <laughs> this is very uncomfortable. Yeah, we designed it that way. <laughs> I'm getting claustrophobic. Scream, so we know. Just make sure you keep giving a thumbs up. Also, this is like what an I MRI would- machine. Four hours later, you look at it and think, oh, well, we didn't really learn anything, but we figured we'd try it. Is this the game when Iowa busts out 50 points this year? <laughs> Just freaks out. No, no. This never Iowa... happens again. No, I man. That, th- I hope... I hope that was just Ohio State's <laughs> treat and no one else's. Iowa's I offense actually, is not. Iowa's offense is terrible this year. Their defense is extremely good in early play. Their defense dude, can probably keep them in a lot of games. I don't think their offense. Their offense wasn't very good before the Ohio State game last year, and it wasn't very good afterwards. Go look. Yeah. They 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 were like steady 17, 14 points a game. Suddenly. They face Ohio State, bust out 50-plus, and then they just go back. Like, next game, it was like, yeah, they're going to rip some shit. Next game, I think they tanked and, like, lost 14-10 to Wisconsin or something. Yeah. Yeah, It was a complete aberration. But I do actually like the Iowa metaphor because I think they're a really important team, and I think they're not unlike an, an MRI machine. Okay? Bear with me. I think by playing Iowa, you get a stress test. That tells you exactly what's wrong with your football team. <laughs> exactly what's wrong with it. For instance, what is wrong with Ohio State's defense? Either of you tell me. Line. Defensive line? No. No, I said their offensive line. Their offensive line? That is, yeah. No, what's wrong with their defense? They allow huge plays, right? Right. They do. They allow huge plays. And uh, Iowa got some of those. That's that they pointed it out. They were like, here. We tested Ohio State, and guess what? Uh, occasionally, you just give up a whopper. That's continued into this year, right? As a stress test, that it's pretty clear what is wrong with them, right? Penn State, what's the problem with Penn State? Uh, you can probably whoop up on that offensive line every now and then, right? Like that, that can happen. And that's, so, what's so what's the problem with Wisconsin to be diagnosed that they can't pass the ball very well? Yeah, it's going to be Hornybrook. Okay, and I think BYU did a pretty good job of that. Uh, but Doctor Ferentz, pathologist, it's gonna it's gonna put you in there. Okay, he really does look like a doctor who's been like, man, you've been a radiologist here for fifty years, having age today. You've told a lot of people they're gonna die. <laughs> no, if if anything, uh, Kirk Ferentz is an allergist because he just is like, roll over. I'm gonna prick your back a bunch. We're gonna see what bothers you. No, go through this 2017 squad like schedule, and every single team that Iowa plays, they point, they pit, they managed to point out one thing. They pit, they found their weakness and identified it. Wyoming, it was Josh Allen. I just had to say that. That's new. Yeah, so that's yeah. Nebraska, it was Mike Riley. It's everything. <laughs> Sometimes the answer is obvious. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk, Ferentz tilts, Kirk Ferentz still takes his full fee, to be clear. Sometimes there's a visible abdominal lump, but you know what? You get the MRI anyway. Kirk also, Ferentz is like the shelob of the Big Ten. Yeah, think about it this he way. He always needs to feed. <laughs> and really not there to win for the team. It's just he's just there to diagnose. Mm-hmm. Just passionate about bill just passionate about medical code billing. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. 
Iowa, a passion for billing. Sheila would make a great hospital administrator. <laughs> yeah. We got we one can, more. We, we can stop there if you want, or we can do the last one. No, I want to do the last one because there's some late night. Com- no, there's some late night comedy afoot. All right. Wrap it up. It ain't us. Yeah. No, uh, no, I like no. how, what, like four weeks in a row we've ended with like, and now for the Herm Edwards moment. <laughs> we don't make the schedule. The, 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 the man shuts down Saturday every week now. Do y'all remember you can't do that on television? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Anyway, Arizona State football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Herm gets slimed. Say it again. <laughs> Is there any good outcome for Washington here? No. No, there's none. Okay. Did you see okay. their game against Utah? <laughs> um, the same thing that I fought. Every single time I've watched, um, I've watched that offense, and, and you just go, I can't believe that Jake Browning is the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Like, I, it's he's got numbers. There's a resume, and then you watch him for like five or six plays. You go, What are you doing? What is any of this? <laughs> Why are you this way? Why am I at the gates of despair holding your jersey in hand going, why? Do you think maybe he doesn't want to play in the NFL? And he's like, no, I, I, you know, I'm happy getting my education and I want to do other things in life. But people expect me to enter the NFL. So I'm just going to make some like terrible plays. So those are on tape and the scouts can be like, oh, we'll just think like sixth round at the earliest. And we're like, okay, I'll do something else. Oh, well, if that it's an ethos, if that's what he wants, that's exactly what he's going to get. Because when you do a Gretzky turn at the end of a scramble, that's not going to cut it, dude. The Cruyff turn where you like does this like idiotic spin move. <laughs> B button, B button. It's like the B button from Tech Mobile. It ain't the fast one. Oh, we're going to talk about video games again. That's great. That's going great for us. Uh-oh, you know what happens when we talk about video games. Touchdown, President. Can I add? Uh, I, I want to circle back to the Tennessee game real quickly. Why? What the <laughs> just let me. Just let me do this, okay? I'm no. on StubHub. I'm on StubHub right now. Do you know what the cheapest ticket available is? And it's for way up, way up in the corner, top of the stadium. No dignity had a monetary value on StubHub. That value is $102. That's the cheapest ticket right now to get in to watch this Florida team play this Tennessee team. Oh, um, I can explain why, and it actually makes it worse. I totally forgot about this. Is it because... Oh, oh, okay. Well, no, you tell me. They're honoring the 98 team at this goddamn game. Uh... At this game. Can't you just like watch a, a a video or something? I man, I am. Re- mm, mm. Hmm. There's there's a lot that I'm. No, now it's my turn. Th- there's a lot that I'm upset about with Tennessee football uh, right now, and I've, yeah. I've gone into that elsewhere. But I gotta tell you, man, the idea that Al Wilson is gonna have to watch this Florida Tennessee game makes me sadder than anything in Tennessee football has made me sad in the past decade. And that's really saying something. 
I just want them to do what they want to do anyway because T. Martin's going to be coaching at USC anyway this weekend. Yeah. On Friday. I mean, I guess he could make it because their game's on Friday, right? No, that's no. Listen, dude, would you come back if you were T? That's what I'm saying. In '98, they'll be like the quarterback of the 1998 Tennessee Volunteers, Peyton Manning. <laughs> I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad T isn't coming back because I, and not for the reason a lot of Tennessee fans are glad T isn't coming back. Stay, stay away, dude. Live your beautiful life. L- live a life, live a long and fulfilling life away from this place and these people. I do like the idea that Phil Fulmer wormed his way into the AD job and then was like, all right, first order of business. Ah, I see we have an anniversary coming up. We should probably do something about that. Wonder, hmm. Who should we honor? Oh, what? What's that? A cake for me? You shouldn't have me. Hey, listen, if you could do the Barry Alvarez, <laughs> do the Barry Alvarez, man. It's a good life. And I was already upset before you made that comparison. <laughs> great great job, Phil. Thank you, mm-hmm. Phil. I got to tell you what, if there's if there's one person who's well-equipped to, to bring this program into the future who wasn't already painfully, pitifully out of touch in 2004... Yeah, anyway, I hope Johnny Major shows up with a knife. Tennessee Johnny. football, we're going back to leaded gasoline. 